It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Rebbin. Now things are starting to look a lot better, aren't they? Two wins in two for Burnley and it's not just been two lucky wins in two, it's been two very well-deserved wins in two. Two very impressive wins as well, a win down at the Amex against a, a side that were apparently chasing the Europa League or the Conference League uh, and a win against Spurs. Uh, we nearly sent An- Antonio Conte to the job centre, he was nearly ready to quit. Uh, we've been playing very, very well these last few games, and not even just the last two games. Like I said on on the on the vlog, where we've got the wins, we've been playing well for a while now. Um, so fingers crossed we can continue that this week. Uh, this week, but it is going to be a tough one against Palace. You know they're doing quite well this season. Vieira's come in. He's you know he's changed things around. He's he's, he's you know they started playing a different style of football, and they've never been in any danger of going down. Really, you know they've never been in the conversation, and they're sitting comfortably in mid table. So. It's going to be a tough one for Burnley, but like I said, we're going into this one with a lot of confidence now from the games that we've been playing. They will as well, though. They've just beaten Watford 4-1 at Watford. But Spurs are feeling confident before they came to the turf as well, weren't they? They're just beating City. So, you know, it's not, it's going to be tough for Burnley. They're a good side of Palace. Every away game in the Premier League is tough. I know it's a cliche, but it really, really is. And I would take a point right now, if I'm being honest with you. But, you know, I think some Burnley fans will go into this, not expecting, but, you know, hoping that we can get three. And that's what a bit of momentum can do. Momentum's a really big thing in football, isn't it? So, fingers crossed we can continue that this weekend uh, against Palace at Selhurst Park. But let's get into the chat, of course. This is a pre-game show. So, I always bring a fan of the opposition on. Now, this is uh, the back of the nest. The lads at the back of the nest have been on this channel quite a few times. But normally, it's D. D couldn't make it this week. So, we have Patrick. And he's a Crystal Palace fan living in New York, and here he is. And just like that, joining me from the Back of the Nest podcast and YouTube channel is Patrick. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you, mate? 
Yeah, really good. Thanks, especially now Burnley's form has picked up and the league table suddenly looking a lot, lot better. I, I was, I was very concerned. I'd even go as far as saying, you know, I thought we were pretty much dead and buried. I'd see nothing to suggest that Burnley would stay up. Um, but yeah, thankfully now we are, you know, playing pretty well. And I've just seen a stat just as you popped into the room that Burnley right. are currently the third most informed side in the Premier League. So things are looking up for the Claris. But let's have a chat about Crystal Palace because, of course, you boys are having a very good season. Currently sitting in 11th in the Premier League. There's been no danger whatsoever of you being uh, getting relegated. Pretty much just mid-table all season. Um, but your form recently, you know, it's been a little bit hit and miss. Obviously, you've had the amazing win last time out against Watford. Thank you very much for that, by the way. That was just just as good for us as our You're own welcome. Win, so thank you for that. <laughs> um, but before that, it was a 1-0 defeat to Chelsea. You're unlucky in that one, to be fair, though. You played really well in that. Um, yeah. Then it was draws against Brentford and Norwich, a defeat to Liverpool, a draw against Brighton, um, a defeat against West Ham and then before that there was a 3-0 win against Norwich City. So you've you know you've only won one game since that Norwich City game. How, how do you right. see your form going into this? Honestly, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the threats of relegation. I've never I've been a Palace fan for over 50 years. I've never really worried about it. Probably less so this season than others because, you know, people talk about Vieira coming in and we'd be worried about it, but I really wasn't um, as far as the form goes, you know, you, you rattled off the, the fixtures. You know, a couple of them were difficult ones. West Ham, obviously, yeah. is a top five side. We were down 3-0, came back 3-2, almost got a goal late from Ateta. Could have easily drawn that match. Obviously, Liverpool, <laughs> do you know how everybody knows how great Liverpool are? And again, even in that match, we were down 2-1 and that ridiculous penalty call on Jota kind of killed our momentum in that match. And then, obviously, we lost the tough game last Saturday to Chelsea, who, again, you know, say what you want, champion of the Europe, champion of the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to lose the last minute like that, it's been something kind of typical of us, unfortunately. We've actually lost a few matches late, late. But the ones that, I, you know, people's point of point to lately have been the Norwich and Brentford, you know, teams that are down there with, you know, down at the bottom. But um, again, they were they were uh, away, away matches, two teams that are really fighting like you are, you know, to stay up. So I wasn't that disappointed. The form for me has been a little bit, iffy but honestly we won two games in the FA Cup which for me is a bit of a priority for me with the new manager and I think Vieira's done a great job you know him coming in this season being brand new bringing in five six brand new players changing the total style yeah. of play we you saw it I mean we you know we beat Watford recently and that and you know credit to Hodgson keeping us up but that style of play for me was getting old so for me uh what Vieira has been doing lately uh despite you know uh, iffy results of late have been fine by me I've been very happy with what he's done yeah, let's touch on Vieira then a bit more because there was a lot of noise in the summer. I think I was even guilty of getting caught up in it myself because, you know, you, were, you had a new manager coming in. You had X amount of players out of contract towards the end of last season. The new manager would have had to come in and, and make a lot of changes. Then we right. decided, then we saw that it was going to be Vieira and then we knew that it was going to be a completely different style of play. So that even added that another layer to it. And then Vieira came in with not a great amount of good experience, you know, some some experience abroad and stuff. As a manager, obviously, as a player, you know, his, his record speaks for itself. Right. So how were you feeling in the summer when you knew there was a new manager coming in that wasn't, you know, the most experienced in the world and you had so much work to do? I was very excited, honestly. Uh, like I said, uh, Hudson did a great job with us, but it was time for him to move on. We had an aging squad last year. Um, unlike others, again, I told you, I'm from, I live in New York now. Uh, I used to live in South London, obviously, but I'm, I live in New York now. And I had actually seen Vieira manage over here for NYCFC. Yeah. So I knew he had a bit of 
you know, a bit about him, changing his formations, the way he played. I was excited, you know, we got we we lost a few of our older players, you know, Gary Cahill moved on, McCarthy, uh, Van Arnholt, et cetera. Wayne Hennessy's at, at your at your team now. And he brought in some really exciting young players. Mark Gahey this season. Um, Anderson next to him has been really, really good. Connor Gallagher, I, I can't I can't say him much how much how great he's been for us. And there's the whole change in style of play. You know, we play a 4-3-3 now. Um with you know, with Will Fat wide on one side, at least say, or are you on the other side? We've got Edward now to play up front with Mateta. You know, we've got ball playing center halves, which has been great. We've got Tyke Mitchell at left back, much more exciting, you know, younger players. It's just been a great, great to watch. Again, it's a totally different style. I mean, the 4-4-2 under Hodgson never changed. It just never changed. Yeah. I mean, watching the yeah. Watford game, that's how they play. You guys played, well, I guess it was a nil-nil recently, right? And um, you know yeah. how they play. So just to see a younger manager come in with a different style, I've just been, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And again, I just love the fact that even last week we played against Chelsea. He changed it to four two three one. We didn't get the point we wanted, but he changed the style around. We hadn't played that way all season. So to have a manager that's not going to stick to one system and you know utilizing the players he has has been brilliant for us so far, for me anyway. Yeah, I think that shows that you're quite clearly a, a glass half full kind of guy. I think most people in a <laughs> summer of, you know, when there's so much change coming in, I, I know for a fact, say Burnley got rid of Dice this season and we had right. a, a, a relatively inexperienced manager coming in and we knew he was going to change. Because we're in a similar position now this season to what you were last season. Absolutely. Our squad's ageing. We need to get, we need to ship a few out. There's a few out of contract. So we're going to be, no matter what league we're in, with a, a quite a, a new sort of like, personnel next season and I know I'm going to be quite worried about it so that just shows you like a, a glass half full kind of person doesn't it I think it does but people who know me will say I haven't always been that way uh again under Hodgson <laughs> I, I gave him a lot of stick the last season I just did I could I couldn't take it like I told you I've been a, a supporter for a very very long time I've seen tons of managers come through tons I mean from my as manager was Burt Head and that was in the early 70s I mean it's been that long you know I under under under, under Pardew there were seat parts that were great. The NTF final was great, but after that, he was it was awful. So yeah. you know, we had Pulis, we've had Allardyce, we've had you know, we've had so many different managers. I mean, so for me, like I said, I was really willing to give a younger manager with um, pedigree as far as the player, as you said, a chance, and I've and I've loved what he's done so far. Talk to me about your ambitions for the season, then, because I know you you touched on it early. You said your priority now is the FA Cup. Obviously, that's a luxury that. We can't afford because A, we've obviously been knocked out. And B, obviously, staying in the Premier League is going to have to be the priority. Whereas you boys, right. obviously, like I said earlier, up in 11th, you've got that breathing space so you can focus more on the FA Cup. So is that your ambition then? Maybe get to the semis, the final, even win it? Absolutely. Again, um, I'm not totally eliminating the fact that we could you know, drop into the relegation issue because it's something that Palace always do. But honestly, with our the way we are now in 11th place, there are a lot of sides down there, teams like Leeds that are really starting to struggle, Brentford, etc. Yeah. Norwich, I'm hoping Newcastle go down. Um, you know, there, there are tons of teams down there that I think we, we, can, we can not worry about relegation. So for me, yes, an FA Cup run, we're now in the fifth round, we've got Stoke on Wednesday. I'd like to think we can get at least to get to the quarterfinals. And after that, you know, there's going to be bound to be a Premier League top side left for us. You know, a Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. <laughs> Man City Ball's left. Case, but, exactly. So to get get to the semis will be brilliant this year. So that's my that's my goal, obviously. Do you think the squad and Vieira will have half an eye on this game against Stoke? Again, it gives you a bit of a luxury, no disrespect to Stoke, but they're a lower league team. So you could probably rest a few players in that one and play full strength, say, against Burnley and then against Wolves again the week after. Or do you think it might be the other way around? Could you have half an eye on the Stoke game instead of the Burnley game? 
It's a great point. You know, uh, Dean and I were talking about that the other day. I, I honestly would, with no disrespect to you guys, I would definitely have half an eye on, on Stoke and rest some players. Um, we've got a little bit of squad depth. We do have a couple of injuries. I listened to the uh, Vieira today. Right now, we only have Joel Ward out and Nathan Ferguson. They're basically both of our, uh, two of our right backs. We've got Nathaniel Klein yeah. who will probably play there. So he'll probably play tomorrow and he'll play on against Stoke. But honestly, that aside, we can we can rest. You know, we Benteke hasn't played in a while. He scored against you two against you you got you guys earlier this season. Edward hasn't played in a while. We can put him back in the lineup. Um, IU came back from Afcons, um, has played, but he didn't start against um, Watford. We've got um, we, we couldn't really rest any of our defenders because again with Gahey and Anderson, we only have Tompkins. He's been out for a while. I wouldn't want to necessarily see him come in. Uh, in midfield, um, uh, James McArthur has, has been injured. Came back and has been really, really good since he came back. Put a brilliant ball in for Will to score uh, against Watford. So he could probably start. Didn't start against um, Watford. Gallagher's going to play because Gallagher always plays when he's when he's available. Didn't play against Chelsea last week. Kuyate's been brilliant since um, all seasons. Came back from Afcon as you know, seven goal one. He's been on a high. So we can rest some players. Olise has been in and out. Um, like I said, you know, he he plays on the other side with Ayu. So we can top we won't really rest, rest anybody defensively but i can definitely see us rotating in midfield then up top yeah fair enough let's talk about conor gallagher then because <laughs> a your face you've mentioned into us it's happened already your face <laughs> lights up when you talk about him me and d have got a running joke because i do some videos right. with fans bet and d it, it always manages to shoehorn Con no matter what the topic is no matter what the subject <laughs> he will talk about conor gallagher what makes this lad so special? Because I agree, he's a very good footballer. He was good at the turf earlier in the season and the goal he scored against Watford in midweek, it's just, it Brilliant. looks so simple. But for right. those of us who, even those of us who played football at, you know, Sunday league level know how difficult it is to, to control the ball as you're fading and sending a defender another way and then just slotting it away. He is clearly yeah. a good player. So what, what makes him so special? His ability, honestly... Uh... That is one. Just his finishing is brilliant. He's got eight goals this season. He scored some. He's, he's honestly he's got about three or four goals of the season already this season uh, for us. Um, his ability to get into the box. He, you know, he's a box to box number eight. He arrives late and he's always involved in in even the first goal that Mateta scored. He was the one that crossed it in. He's involved in everything that we do going forward. Um, I'm very excited. The thing, honestly, I don't think we're going to have him next season. And I'm not one of those people yeah. who say, you know, oh, we're going to definitely have it. We've got to have it next season. You know, I didn't even mention him yet. Ebridge Eze hasn't played this season. He's coming off an ACL injury. He's he's similar to Connor in that he can create goals, can go box to box. And I really think Vieira's done a very smart thing in not rushing him back this season. Funny enough, I think he might even I think he might start tomorrow against you guys because he hasn't really played a lot. And I think he can play that Connor Gallagher role next year. But as far as Connor's concerned, you know, he's got himself into the England squad. He's going to go back to Chelsea. I don't see any way that Chelsea would just let him go at the end of the season without giving him a chance in their in their, in their team next season. But having said that, they're extremely deep in the midfield exactly, positions. Yeah. I mean, I can see yeah. them, you know, going out and getting another midfielder from another club, uh, you know, and him not even getting a chance. But I, from what everything that Connor's saying, says he says the right things. You know, he, he loves being at Palace now, but he's going to go back. He's a Chelsea lad at heart, wants to go back there and play. But while we have him, I'm enjoying him because he's been brilliant this season for us. Yeah, he really has. And it's interesting, isn't it? I, I don't see how he fits into that Chelsea side right now, simply Same because, way. as you mentioned, they're so deep. But as an as an England football fan, I always want to see English players play for the top teams. And so I would love to see him go in there. If, like you said, you don't think you'll have him next season, but, but where does he fit into that Chelsea side? I'm not really sure where he does, to be honest. 
the only thing I'm thinking is that Kovacic and Junior are getting up there in age, so maybe he gets he gets in there with 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 Mason Mount, obviously. As a yeah. but again, the, the only thing is they got. I hear there's you know they had Declan Rice in the past. They're looking might be looking to get him back. Who knows? Exactly, they yeah. got the kid from Spain, Niguez, who hasn't played at all. They got him alone. I think Atletico, I believe he came from. So I mean, they've got and again they're Chelsea because so you know they're gonna they can they got lots of cheek. We we had a couple of seasons back. They're gonna spend money because that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Let, let's let's get your thoughts on Burnley then, because of course, rock bottom for the majority of the season. Well, not the majority, but for the last few weeks, we've been rock bottom. All of a sudden, uh, an impressive win at Brighton, which I'm sure you would have enjoyed. Absolutely. And a, a, another impressive win. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Mate. <laughs> uh, that's, that 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 you were winning against Watford was just returning the favour. Then that's that's how we'll no worries, no worries. <laughs> um, and but yeah, now now things are looking a lot more positive. Still a lot of hard work to do. I don't think any Burnley fan is going to sit there and say we're definitely staying up now. But suddenly it looks like we might be okay if we play like we have done in the last couple of games for the rest of the season. I'm I'm pretty confident we can stay up. But it's whether or not we do play like that for the rest of the season because Veghorst has come in. He's he's sort of like changed the way that we play. Obviously, I, I appreciate you probably don't watch Burnley that much. I'm not sure many neutral fans do. Um, but we now have a striker that will come deep and pick the ball up in the middle. I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast regularly are sick to death of me saying this, but I'm just 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 saying it now for our guests. Like he'll come in deep into the middle, he'll put the ball up in the middle, and he'll help get the midfielders onto the ball. Wingers can now overlap and things like that, and even people in the middle like Josh Brownell and Jack Cork can now overlap and then Beghorst play him in, and that's how he scored the goal against Brighton. And of course, we've got Maxwell Corney, good friends with uh, Wilfred Zaha, obviously both right. play for the Ivory Coast together. So, what are your thoughts on Burnley so far this season? First, I'll say I, I always rated Sean Dice as a manager. I know we were in for him. Well, not in for him, but we, there are rumours that we, he might even come to Palace this summer. So yeah. he's always done a really good job with, with you guys. I mean, a lot of respect for him as a manager. Um, you're right. As far as your results lately, you've, you've had some brilliant results lately. Obviously, the um, the Tottenham win has been massive. You beat Brighton again. Cheers for that. You know, you've got a point against United, um, you know, so... Um, point against Arsenal away. I mean, you guys have done a good job. And again, you know, you've got what, what, two games in hand, I guess, at this point, because you've got games uh, because of COVID. And I guess the yeah, we've got, we've got. It's just quickly look at it now. So Brentford have played twenty six, and we right. played twenty three. They're the team that we're eyeing up to catch. We've got two in hand on Leeds, three on you, two on Leicester. No, sorry, none on Leicester. One on Newcastle. So it's uh, because of the COVID and a few other teams have been in a similar situation. Yeah, but Brentford, we are three games in hand on them and only four points behind them. So that's the team that a lot of Burnley fans are looking at thinking we can catch. Yeah, and again, the addition of Weghorst has been... I, I, You know, you so do I watch Burnley? I do, because I'm, over here in America, you get to watch every game on, on a streaming yeah. service, Peacock through NBC. So I get if I'm not watching Palace, and if I am, I'll put another game on my other TV and watch. So I, I do keep an eye on other teams, because I'm a big football fan. So Weghorst was, has been really... A goal he scored last week was very, very good. I was very yeah. impressed with that. Cornet, again, he gave us trouble in that first match, scored a brilliant goal against us. And he's a quality player. You're right. He and Will for friends on Ivory Coast. I really, really rate Cornet a lot. I mean, I don't even didn't even realise how good he was till he came to Burnley because I didn't really follow him away from yeah. from, from you lot. So yeah, so and, and and you know you've got you know experience in the back with Tarkovsky and me always give us trouble. You spanked us last season at Sellers Park. So I mean I'm not, it's not getting me really looking forward to it, honestly, because again, you guys are on the up. But again, I've got confidence in the fact that, you know, Vieira will find a way to play a system tomorrow that will keep us, obviously, uh, in the match. And hopefully, we will, you know, we can do as much as we can to, you know, get the three points. Yeah, it's, it's the Burnley Palace fixture tends to be a bit of a weird one the last few times. We seem to Absolutely. have had the upper hand recently. 
obviously there was the the draw at the turf earlier in the season, which obviously as an away side, you know, you could probably be happier with that than us. Right. Um, especially when we took the I mean said that you took the lead as well. But then before that run of games, you kind of had the better run against us. So it's been a bit of a weird one recently. We've won at Selhurst a couple of times in recent years. Um, so what sort of game are you expecting though? Because that 3-3 at the turf earlier in the season was just kind of, I feel like it was a bit of an anomaly. I don't see it that was. ever happening again with Burnley it Palace. Was. I think it's going to be another tight, cagey affair. It's normally 1-0, 2-1 in it. So what sort of game are you expecting as a Palace fan? Very much expecting a, a, another uh, close match. Again, you're absolutely right. The 3-3 was was a, was a was madness for us. It was going back and forth to have, you know, Gay, he scored, you know, Benteke got the two goals. Not something we normally do away from home, especially. Um, Again, last last year's game, the three nil. It, it it you guys were just just played really out outplayed us. I don't even think we showed up in that game. It was disappointing. But you're right. I'm looking at more of a of a one one two two type match tomorrow because I think obviously we both need the the, the points. Um, you know, you're playing really well. We we bounced back with that massive win against Watford. And as Vieira has been saying, if we can take our chances, uh, someone must do a hiding from us because we do create a lot of chances, and we we gave that to Watford. So. Tomorrow, I'm expecting us to 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 be offensively uh, very very good. We have to watch you guys on again. I'm sure you know the stat on us. We give up a tons of set piece goals, but I believe you guys don't necessarily score from set pieces. Is that true? So it's it, it's weird. Like <laughs> for the majority of the season, like traditionally, yes, Burnley always score from set pieces. Right. But for the majority for the majority of this season, no. But we scored from a set piece against Spurs at the weekend, and we should have and had two us. goals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's. <laughs> It's weird. So, yeah, if you guys are weak at that, we now seem to be getting good at that again. So that could be something that we exploit. Yeah, I mean, we we were very poor most of the season. And then we gave up a goal against Liverpool. I mean, Virgil van Dijk got a brilliant header. Then we next couple of matches, we were solid again. And then we gave up another one against Watford on Wednesday. So it's not an area that we are very strong at. I'm not really sure uh, what the reason is. We don't score from our own set pieces. I think we've had 118 corners We've got, I think, two goals from them all season, which hasn't been great. Now, one of them was um, Tompkins scored one. So we're not great on on our own. We've got to work on that because we get a lot of corners, a lot of set pieces. Our delivery's not great. Olisa takes most of them. Conor Gallagher takes a few. Will Hughes. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, he played against Watford and played really well. Another guy who um who could come in tomorrow and, and do a really yeah. good job in midfield. So, but um, yeah, but that aside, I mean, I'm expecting us again to create a lot because again, we've got some really good players going forward. I just hope we can be better again defensively and I think it'll be a good match tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It should be a good one. I'm sort of like, I'll tell you what, we'll get into predictions in a second. I just want to sure. quickly ask, because Palace have always traditionally, like Burnley fans still to this day, like I've seen a few people posting online saying, Oh, you know, it was going to be a struggle against Zaha. He's such a class player. But that's because Palace, for like the past however many years, have always relied on Zaha. But for the past like two, three years, you haven't really, have you? You know, you've been a lot stronger squad than what you have been before that. You've now got some better players. Conor Gallagher's probably the one that makes you tick more, but you've also got Eze and people like that. So if you were to pick one person that we should look out for tomorrow, like a danger man, should, should I say, who, who would you say it'd be? I'm a massive Wolf fan, so I wouldn't say Wolf because, again, you know who he is. I would say if he plays tomorrow, it be Michael Olise. You know, getting okay. him from Reading has been a, a, a major coup for us because he's been brilliant this year. Um, didn't start beginning of the season. Vieira kind of bought him. He was 19 when he joined us. He's 20 now. You know, he's a he's left or inverted winger, plays on the right side. But since he's been starting, when Wolf went off to AFCON, we were kind of, and, and RU went off, we were forced to kind of use him around the January time. And he just, he's been brilliant. He, you know, he's been great in both of our FA Cup wins, um, was very, very good against Watford. 
And he he's a, he's a danger man. The only thing I'm thinking is he might not play tomorrow because he's played a lot lately. We won't be saving him for the for the cup game. But if he plays, you're going to have to watch out for him because he's really he's he's very tricky. His first touch is brilliant. He gets the dribbling is very good. He's a very good deliverer of the ball. So for players like Mateto and Benteke, love when he plays and he puts good crosses in and he can score goals. So for me, I would say if it's not Zaha tomorrow, the danger man would be Michael Olise. Fair enough. Well, I'll definitely be looking out on the team sheet for his name then uh, come two o'clock tomorrow. But let's get into some predictions and I'll let you go first. Always let the guests go first. Bear in mind, recently, obviously, of course, we played Brighton. The Brighton fan from Albion Obsessed said, we are going to absolutely play a team off the park soon and, and comfortably beat them. So I'm going for a 3-0 Brighton winning, of course. after I clicked that up before the game. I didn't even throw him under the bus on purpose. I clicked it up before the game, put it out. Then the Burnley fans all got out of it after the game and started sort of like laughing at him and saying, ha-ha, you, you, you're so confident. But uh, I'm always one of them. If you want to predict a Palace win, feel free, you know. I always predict to Burnley. I say I always predict to Burnley. People who watch this channel will know I very rarely predict to Burnley win. But if I'm on an opposition team's podcast and I think Burnley are going to win, I'll say I'm 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 one that I'm not really one for predictions, but I, and I'm normally sit on the fence. I'm going to do that today. Um, the way you are playing, as well as you're playing of late, and the way we finally got that win, I'm going to honestly think that it's going to be a very tight game. But I'm going to go for goals because I think you know we can unfortunately leak them at times and we can definitely score so I'm going to go for a 2-2 um, I believe that we'll definitely score tomorrow because we've done well of late and I definitely think you guys will get at least one from a set piece I'm really worried about Weghorst because we haven't seen him obviously and yeah. if Cornet I watched Sean Dyche's interview today I know he has a foot injury but he said he might be able to play tomorrow so I worry about Cornet tomorrow Dwight very good player so I would say a, I'll go for a what they call it, a, a Desmond, a 2-2 two, two tomorrow? Yeah, Desmond 2-2. Two, two. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll take a Desmond. I will take a Desmond all day. I am going the opposite. I'm thinking it's going to be close, okay. but I'm thinking it's going to be tight. I'm thinking nil-nil, simply because you played oh. last weekend, then you played again on Wednesday, now you're playing again on, on Saturday, then you're playing again on Tuesday. We're in the same boat. We're just playing game after game after game. I think eventually just burnout's going to catch up with some teams. <laughs> but you right. know what? I, it's one of them games, isn't it? We're away from home, so I, 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 you take a point in all your away from home games. So I'm going nil-nil, and, and there'll be some people giving me griefing comments, I'm sure. So let's say, you can't even predict a win now. Um, but yeah, we've been playing very well recently. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't raise too many eyebrows over you know a 1-0 Burnley win or, or even a 1-0 Palace win. I agree. They're playing agree. very well. So it's, it's one of them games that I do think can go either way. I really do. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. Should be a good one. But yeah, just before we go then, mate, um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, where they can watch your content? Yes, um, I'm a, a member of the Back of the Nest crew, so you can find us on our podcast and all of your uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc. I'm also available on YouTube. Back in the Nest has a YouTube channel. I do the post-match match reaction show and I'm available sometime during the week with D, who does uh, great content for us on uh, YouTube. So check that out. Yeah, fans of Turfcast will know D. D's been on the channel quite a lot. And of course, those yeah. who watch us on FansBet as well will be aware of D because he yes. was on the most recent one and he's on quite a lot as well. But thank you for joining us, Patrick. It's been a good chat. Always good to speak to, to fans who've moved abroad as well. It's I very rarely have people on here that have moved abroad. I, I always knew you right now. It's uh, actually raining and uh, ice today, cold day. But I mean, not exactly a beautiful weather today, but it is February, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's actually... It was it was snowing here yesterday, and it nearly got stuck at M62. But it's it's a bit finer oh, now, as you can see, with some behind me. But yeah, but fine, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, thank you for joining us, Patrick. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll speak <laughs> to you or someone from back of the nest next season. Absolutely. Good luck.
Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.